Yes, what's up? Welcome to the Aim A Little Higher podcast. It is Mental Health Awareness Week, so I'm joined by Eliza as usual to talk all things mental health. I say all things, that really brought it up to be like a full encyclopedia of mental health. That's yeah, not it's not going to be. <laughs> That's not going <laughs> um, But no, Mental Health Awareness Week. I think it's so important that that's a real thing that people are starting to acknowledge more and more. I don't personally remember it when I was at school. Uh, I don't know if it existed, it might have, but I just remember it wasn't, I don't remember it being a big thing. Yeah, I think I went to an all-girls school, so although there were a lot of mental health problems, Mm. um, it wasn't ever a thing that was, I guess that's spoken about, like no one said, oh, you've got a mental health problem. We were able to label them. Yeah, do I think no things right? I don't know. But um, we were able to label them. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a good thing that it's become a lot more talked about. I think it's a good thing that we recognise that um, mental health is just like physical health. Like, just because it's been bad once doesn't mean it's forever bad. Right. Um, and there's highs and lows, just like there are highs and lows in physical health as well. That's such an like, important distinction to make because... I got to a point where I was hearing the word mental health, the words mental health, but only used when it came to negative Mm -hmm. aspects of mental health. I didn't really often hear about like, oh, you've got good mental health or positive mental health. And I didn't realise it was actually, actually more a spectrum than a black and white thing. That you've got great mental health, you've got bad mental health. I didn't realise it was actually a spectrum and you can have... Yeah, I think... um... I think that's still almost we miss it today because when we talk about mental health awareness, I think that it's most of the time people talking about the struggles that they've gone through, mm. um, which I think are completely relevant. But I also think that um, the coming out the other side is really interesting, but also holds light for people that are going through um, any issues with their mental health currently. Um it is a spectrum, yeah. I guess you're coming from a privilege to talk about positive mental health if you're going to talk about positive mental health consistently. But I think it's important for people to know that if they are in a bad mental health place, then they mm-hmm. can get into a positive. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. I think to notify, oh, I'm in a positive space of mental health is also really important. I think that's part of self-awareness. Um, and also notice why you're... Why you're in a good place right now so like what's around you who are you talking to are you working are you not are you in education are you not like all those questions will tell you the sort of person that you are rather than thinking that you're a certain way yeah very true like noticing what habits you've got at the moment while you're in this great place and yeah so you can replicate it when you're not in such a great place Mm. fair play fair play (sighs) where the start (laughs) (laughs) um i think like rather than it be a heavy one both kamal and i come from very different places when it comes to mental health i think um i come from a place where i was diagnosed in year four with clinical depression so i was off for a year so um with that label giving quite early i was notified with the fact that i can sort of slip back into it on occasion um and then after giving birth to the second daughter, I massively learned what anxiety was. And that was really 
odd for me before because I didn't really understand it. I could empathise with it, but I didn't understand it. So I understand it a lot more now. Um, I think going to an all-girls school, I was definitely used to um, people having eating disorders, um, but not necessarily body dysmorphia. It was like much more real bad eating disorders. So when uh, it came to me and myself, I never really thought I had anything wrong with me because I wasn't making myself sick and I wasn't starving myself or overeating, mm. so I was fine. Um, but I think, like, or as as you said, mental health is a massive spectrum. So although I wasn't doing those things, I equally wasn't necessarily have, like, positive body confidence. So I guess that's my place, but your place is different than mine. So you can explain your place on mental health. Yeah, I guess with me, um, it's been a really interesting one because, like I say, I, well, growing up, I didn't really ever have any huge things happen, you know? Um, the first time I I saw, like, a family member die, for example, I was, I think I was about 16. Um, and when I think back to, like, what I was like as a child, I was, just, I was pretty happy most of the time. I had this really weird anger issue <laughs> for quite a while, and I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, I used to get really angry to the point my dad had to sort of, like, yo shake me up a bit and say mate <laughs> chill out it's all right um and I think for most of my time I was either this real positive happy person or I was more like emotionally constipated in the sense of like I would just avoid going there I think it's really as in talking about emotions yeah, I think I've got this really unhealthy relationship with words, right? A really healthy and a really unhealthy relationship in that mm. I will not allow certain words to be spoken from my mouth, which at times is great and at other times leaves you emotionally constipated because you're not talking about what's actually up with you. Yeah. Um, which I learned a lot when I first got with you because I was like, geez, I haven't cried as much as this. <laughs> in my life do you know what I mean because I just like started to be like okay how am I feeling and and yeah so that's an interesting one so I think for me the triggers to me being down have come from when I'm sort of overwhelmed um I remember I think the first time I saw myself like really down was um probably after I started getting like lots of responsibilities at the same time, and it felt like my life was moving at a speed that I wasn't controlling, if that makes sense. So like, had my first child, was about to get married, was looking to like get an actual house and get on a property ladder, and looking after a close friend's life, um, trying to help them out. Loads of things were going on, you know, still dealing with what it meant for my parents to now be divorced, when like I think I'd taken so much of my identity being from like a two-parent household blah 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 um I think that time I got real low but um either stupidly or not I refused to tag it or refused to sort of explore what was going on and instead what I did is I started to talk about it I guess I got to a point where I was like let me actually talk about it and I remember going for a walk with one friend talking about it um, going for a walk with a member of the family, talking about it, and then eventually getting the guts to actually just sit down and really hash it out with with you and got to the point of realising, okay, 
I'm just a bit overwhelmed right now and I need to take some time out for myself. Practically, what does that mean? It meant just going for a walk, funny enough. Like the freedom of going for a walk in the morning with no responsibilities, no pressure, no distractions from the world, just me, my dog and the bird singing and within days sort of noticed a, a difference because I wasn't feeling so overwhelmed. Yeah, I think like two points on that. I think um, firstly, a lot of um, mental health problems occur. Sorry. Um, yeah, I two things on that. I think um, a lot of mental health problems occur when we feel a lack of control over something. I think that's mm. that's something that you hear quite a, a bit of, of why they started. Um, I know, for example, that my depression definitely started because I lost two people and I felt completely out of control mm. about when I'm going to lose people and I'm sort of like what I can then go and do for those people because I don't know, I can't speak to them. And I essentially, funnily enough, don't decide who lives and who dies, <laughs> which um, at, in year four completely threw me. Um, I am quite a control freak, funnily enough. You? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think secondly, when it comes to um, men especially, that you they are taught to take a lot of things on themselves. So when it comes to moving house, when it comes to the responsibility of... Um, caring for a family they're sort of like at the forefront of those problems women have different societal pressures men have those societal pressures and I think that definitely plays into their mental health what I find interesting is that eventually when you start talking about those problems and when you vented them almost to yeah. me as your wife um, we were then able to sort of like level the playing field I think that, like, um, you can take this bit out later if you want, but I think um, <laughs> it's in that time as well. There were, although we were moving house and stuff, there was a lot of um, debt mm. within the house, and I think that, like, that for us to sort out and plan for, and almost you pushing, like, putting your ego to the side. Yeah. And being able to discuss that openly is a massive thing to do, especially as a man to a woman. Um, not because women are incapable and not because men always deal with the finances. I came from a single parent new home, like my mum dealt with the finances. But it was just really nice to have that shared and have that strain shared, have that stress shared. Um and then eventually have that joy shared of when, like, yeah. we were able to get rid of that debt because that was something that we accomplished as a team together. Mm. The marriage was something that we accomplished as a team together, moving house. Everything was then, like, a team effort rather than you feeling like you have to do it on your own. Um, and I think that's, like, I know it's, like, a classic thing of mental <laughs> health, but when we say, like, talk about your mental health, it's not a thing of only talk about when it's bad it's not only thing of only talk about when it's good and it's not just like oh we're cotton willing you and um what do they call us at the moment oh snowflakes snowflakes yeah it's not like a snowflake thing it genuinely is a thing of if you can talk it out with someone 
they might be they might come around and say exactly the same thing as you very rarely because we all think very differently but they might come around and tell you another way to look at it and I think as long as you're willing to take somebody else's point of view and learn from the conversation then actually it's really helpful um and you can learn a lot from it and you can feel a lot better from it yeah I think like there's even levels to the benefits so like on the surface if that person has no solutions for you they're just someone you love and trust just the fact of sharing it and speaking it out loud that was really helpful hmm. of oh it's out of my head now it's in the world it's out there ah it's like a breath of fresh air then on the second level it's like that person may actually have some kind of coping mechanism some kind of plan and even going for a walk in the morning that came from a discussion with you of like where in the day does it fit for me to just like do something like well wake up a bit earlier i was like cool there's no pressure in the morning everyone's asleep go walk with a dog and it was just a practical one little conversation led to this thing that i did and it wasn't even for long i think i did it for like a couple of weeks but i felt so much better to the point where I'd have a bad day and you'd go, oh my gosh, make sure you go for a walk tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> because I can tell the difference. And then on another level is when, yeah, like you say, it's something that can actually be shared. That load can be shared. That thing that's overwhelming you, that thing that feels like it's out of your control, you can just split it down the middle with someone else and they can help. Um, and whilst some of the examples are like from an adult life point of view, I do think it's, it would probably be the same going back you know if I think about at school the time when I was like most stressed would have been around exam periods or around times where I felt like I was just at the same level for a long time in certain subjects mm. and it wasn't until I had the guts to move chair sit next to someone else and just go yo <laughs> help me out here why have I got eight and you've got like Martin Luther King as your answer how did, how did that happen and just talking about it again and getting a bit of help, getting a bit of assistance. It was just so helpful to like have someone else involved, even if they couldn't solve the problem for me. I started to go and do the work. I just felt like I wasn't alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that's like, um, I think it's a vital thing. I think sometimes um, a lot of our identity anyway, growing up is from other people, though we have our own identity, we get it from other people, others. Um, and I think if you're dealing with any mental health or you've gone through any trauma on like a larger scale, um, then sharing that can almost give you the respect and clarification for you feeling the emotions that you're feeling and not going oh I shouldn't be feeling like this oh I should just get over it oh it was something actually really little oh it doesn't matter because the moment that you tell somebody most likely they'll thank you for telling them anyway and they'll always see it maybe like a a little bit onto them as if what they would do and I think like from that you can massively sort of take that relief off of you. I think I'm trying to say that no matter how big or how small your problem is, if you share that problem, you will feel entitled to the emotions that you're feeling 
because we can see the person's response to what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like you build it up in your own head as like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling sad about this. It's not a big deal. I shouldn't be feeling overwhelmed. Every other student in the country is doing these exams. Why should I feel any different? Or, you know, other people have gone to university before. Why do I feel pressure? Or whatever it is. Yeah. And as soon as you talk to someone, they go, oh, yeah, no, I get, I get where you're coming from. Or they go, of course you're nervous. Or of course you're overwhelmed. And it's just like a split second of going, ah, oh, yeah. it's not just me. It's not all yeah. in my head. It is, this is actually a quote unquote normal, whatever that word means, mm. reaction. Yeah. And once you get acceptance for how you're dealing with it, I think you can then deal with it. That's the word, like, acceptance. Yeah, but it's almost like this need for just, ah, oh, I accept this how I feel. Told you, it's quite good with words. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how I feel, now what? Yeah, and yeah. And the now what is like the beautiful place to get to. Because mm. you're not sitting in it anymore. You know, like, okay, cool. My next steps are. Yeah. And, and, and you might get it wrong. You might go, <laughs> oh, well, my next steps are, I'm just going to sit and I'm going to feel like this for ages, which is cool, ruminating. Um, I don't think that's necessarily advisable mm. or um, a good idea, but some people do like to just sit in their emotions. But I think the main importance is that you've noticed that you've got a problem and you've noticed that you've, you're feeling a certain way. And um, it'll take time, but that shows massive, massive self-awareness. And that within itself is so amazing. I don't think I had that level of self-awareness so young. Um, It quickly grew. Yeah. But I think, um, yeah, it took a lot of time. Fair play. For my self-awareness to grow. Anyway. So we've got mental health is a spectrum. It's not black and white. Mm-hmm. And just because you've been in a negative place, you don't have to remain there forever. You can jump out. And if you jump back in again, it's not abnormal or a bad thing. You can also jump back out again. Like, it's yeah. it's a sliding scale that you can... Just like if you do. broke your leg, you'd break your leg, you'd go into <laughs> hospital, and then they'd fix your leg, and then you'd be able to walk again. But then later, you might break your wrist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Or, you know, you might have a wedding coming up and get in great shape and then, you know, the night of the wedding, eat the rest of the wedding cake and continue to do that for the next six months. <laughs> and put on the weight you got lost before the wedding, you know. It happens. To me. And it's fine. But yeah, it is that scale that you have control of. Um, and then I guess the first thing was talking about it. The power of talking, sharing and being able to accept that what you're feeling is okay yeah and if you don't like if you if you don't feel ready to share it or whatever then um journal or just write it down in the notes page on your phone or Mm. write it down in a piece of paper and then rip it off if you want to afterwards but um Mm. i've literally i've done that so recently um and wrote writing it down i wrote it down without feelings something that happened and that massively like it laid out to me exactly what i can remember and it's the first time I've ever done it, never discussed it before fully, and I was looking at it on a piece of paper. Um, for me, it sort of like took away from the gravity of the situation because it was written down um, mm. and, and um, 
<laughs> there wasn't many words that I used <laughs> doing it. So it looked small. Um, but also, I, but also I had clarification of what did happen. And I think that for me was like, oh my gosh, I've actually been true to myself of what actually happened in that situation. And that was a really brave thing for me to do anyway, to write it down. Um, I think the fact that it looked small to me, um, it's just like my per that that was my personal problem, probably because I'm quite a visual person. Mm. Um, but writing it down to take a lot off me as well. So before I thought it was small, and I'm never going to talk about it. And then when I spoke about it, or when I wrote it down, even I was like, oh, that's so like that's so I'm so proud of myself that I was able to actually write it down. So then I felt yeah. like had a sense of pride but also still feeling that it was small so um yeah. i'd come a long way in one area and remain the same in another but i didn't lose anything from doing that yeah and that's i don't think you could even like see that that would be the outcome beforehand in a way because i think sometimes you'll hear these things right now you're like well how how on earth will that help but it's really interesting to hear like how much it did help afterwards so mm -hmm. I think sometimes when you do go and speak to people and you get like these pieces of advice, or even if you in yourself come up with the idea, if you're for some reason like, oh, do you know what? I'm just gonna write down my book or I'm gonna um, write a letter to myself and then burn it or do you, do you know what I mean? Whatever like your instinct tells you you should do, roll with it and just see what happens. It came from you, like go with it and see if it helps you to to put that problem into a different perspective just by writing it down or communicating it in, in a way that's comfortable to you. So I love that. I think that's really helpful. Um, the whole walk thing to like dig into it a little bit more was just about something called like, you know, state change. Um, we all know how we feel physically when we're sad, right? What our body does when we're angry, we feel ourselves tense up. Um, I found that the going for a walk was less about, you know, the, the exercise of it and that kind of thing, but more about changing my state and my surroundings. Getting outside of the house, walking for 10, 20, 30 minutes, being in a different environment, doing some kind of exercise, breathing some fresh air really helped. So if you find yourself spiraling or find yourself like Liza mentioned earlier ruminating do something to change your state put on some music and dance <laughs> do something like stupid or go out for a walk go out for a jog ride on a bike but something that changes your physical state um because for me personally I found that really helped when I was sat ruminating over certain things yeah yeah, so I guess um, that's it really. And um, don't think that there's any problem too big or too small because... Um, oh, absolutely. Like, we've both gone through a variety of different issues. Both of, Some of them have been big, some of them have been small. Um, and... I can't, like, exaggerate that point enough that the size of your problem or your perceived problem is personal to you there's no big small whatever because 
if I sit down and like put mine on a piece of paper and then go and like compare it, I'd be like, come out, shut up. You have no right to talk about anything. Do you know what I mean? But because of the perspective and my experiences, etc., things that might be little to other people are huge to me. And vice versa, things that might be huge to other people to me, I'm like, oh, that's, that's not a big deal. So yeah, never do that. Think, oh, this is too small to talk about. This is too big to talk about. Like, it's fine. You can talk about it because it's yours and it's you and that's how you feel. So you get to express that. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think, like, that's one of my main issues with, <laughs> um, like, mental health in general. Like, it really annoys me with saying eating disorders that we won't see you before you're below a certain weight. I know people that starve themselves that are still way more than I do, yeah. but they're the one with the eating disorder. We've got a massive issue of that in this country anyway. Um, so don't do it to each other and don't definitely do not do it to yourself, like, the fact that you feel as though you are need to go to school every day and that's completely out of your control, it can be a big issue. Yeah. It can lead to anxiety if you don't like to be around crowds and there's nowhere else for you to go. Like, that is a big issue um, because you're dealing with it every day. So although to somebody that has gone through a massive trauma in their life, they might say, oh, well, that looks small. Completely ignore that because you haven't gone to the through their trauma, so you can't compare it to that. They can't really compare their trauma to yours because they might be fine in crowds, so yeah. they're not they're not comparable. No one's mental health is comparable. If I've broken my leg and someone has had a cold five times, who is who am I to say, well, I've actually broken my leg, so I'm unable to walk and your cold is invalid here? Oh, yeah. I'm not. Do you know what I mean? Like, make sure that, as I said before, you're completely entitled to feel however you want to feel um and the more honest you are with yourself and those people close to you the more support you'll get and the more you'll be able to help yourself um with absolutely. that absolutely and on the flip side because like i said mental health is a spectrum right we spoke about like how to help yourself if you're in that more negative side um, of the mental health spectrum. But equally, if you're in the positive side of mental health, i.e. you feel like you are in a, a mentally healthy state, then I'd also ask you to write down why. Why do you feel so happy right now? And it might just be like, you know, those gratitude lists of just, hey, here's, I feel really happy right now because I have clean water coming out my tap because I can hear the birds singing when I wake up. Like, Whatever it is that makes you happy, I don't care how like insignificant you think it might be to someone else or how huge it is. Like, I would love you to feel comfortable in exploring what makes you happy as well and what puts you in those good places because I think it's just as important to be aware of that. Why was yesterday an amazing day where you felt untouchable all day and today only like a 7 out of 10? What was the difference in those two days? Was it how much sleep you had? Was it... Something you ate or didn't eat? Was it the amount of water you drank? Was there certain playlist in the morning? You know what I mean? So if you are in that place where like mental health cues are really positive connotation, I would still love for you to talk about that, express that and explore it so that you can even double down on that stuff that really fires you up and really makes you happy. And if you ever go into the other end of the spectrum, you can refer back and go, well, when I was good, what was the, my day like? Now I'm not good, what's my day like? And you can start to work your way back to that stuff that 
that made you feel happy? Almost like your recipe for a, for a good day. Yeah, I think positive mental health is amazing. And yeah. I think like, if you've got it, then cherish it yeah. and make sure you notice it every day. So just like your favorite pair of shoes or your <laughs> handbag that you like, like the fact that you will put those shoes on, maybe keep them in the shoe box and get them out on special occasions, but you know that they're there. Mm. I think like make sure you see your mental health day in and day out and, and just ensure that you look after it because it is a scale, it could go down, but when you're looking after it and purposefully looking after it, then it can only get better and then goodness knows what you can achieve with the best mental health. Like Yeah. Literally. Be unstoppable. <laughs> and more importantly, happy. And have days that you just laugh. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, pay attention to both. Um, I am going to just read out some mental health sites um, and their telephone numbers really quickly um, for people that are suffering with any mental health issues right now. So you've got um, Samaritans and they're 116123 and it's a 24 hour helpline. Um, you've got Mind, which is a really, really good charity, um, and their number is 03001233393. Um, and then for those, um, I know anxiety has grown, and like definitely for me, I've seen it. So there's um, Anxiety UK that just deals with that, and that's 03444775774. Beautiful. Yeah, the Samaritans one is open 24 hours. So if it's the middle of the night and you feel like you need to speak to someone, then do call them. They're very nice. I've met quite a few <laughs> of them. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, and I guess that can serve people who, one, you don't feel like you're someone you can talk to right now. Um, and two, if you're in that place where you're like, I don't know if I want to talk to someone I know just yet, then start here. Have that as your first little testing ground. See how it's okay to talk about it. And once you've done that, take that to the next stage, which could be um, a, a friend, could be a teacher, could be anybody you trust, really. Um, but know that you can get to that stage and you can start with a simple phone call if you feel more comfortable. And don't ever go, oh, my problem's not that extreme that I have to waste the Samaritan's time or whatever. If you feel low or if you feel scared or if you feel... Like you're just not having a, like a much positive day, then do do talk to someone about it because as I said, sharing the problem as soon as possible makes it a lot easier for you. Yeah, and <laughs> it sounds like such a stupid example, but if like you drop a match on the floor, right, and it lights a tissue, and then you get some water and put it out, great. It's like oh, it wasn't a big deal. It was just a, great. If you leave it, then it just becomes a bigger and bigger fire. Do you know what I mean? So like, even if it seems like a really small little thing now, do what you can to put it up straight away. And then you don't let it escalate anymore because you've addressed it. You know, if you need the justification of talking about a problem that's small, think of it like that. But just know you are not alone. And also, you are so flipping important. Like, you are literally, literally a miracle the odds of you being alive are so minuscule that that person and that person met out of the seven point what are we 7.8 billion people in the world right now 
and those two people met at that exact moment in time and that particular sperm at that particular egg and then that egg survived and then you were brought into the world and you survived and then someone loved you enough to keep you alive we take it for granted but having had two kids you have to like really focus to keep them alive right <laughs> we've got one that just picks up food i say food picks up anything and just puts in her mouth and you know the other one we had and had no clue well I'll speak for myself. I had no clue how to keep this child safe. So the fact that you made it through all that and you're at this point, you're a flipping miracle. And for you to ever sit there and doubt that your issue or whatever you're going through isn't worth someone else's time is the biggest lie, the biggest myth in the world. I want you to know you are so flipping important. You're literally a miracle. And if it helps you, then it's worth whatever that cost of time service whatever it is because you are important hope you understand that so yeah thanks for your time people thanks for your time eliza you are more than welcome <laughs> more than welcome i could talk about mental health all day literally. um literally you are a miracle and don't let your mental health right now or your mental health in the past define what you are in the future. Other than that, thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears. You could have been listening to any podcast in the world and you chose this one. We love you for it. Um, if there's anyone you think could help from hearing this conversation, share the link with them so we can help as many people as possible. Other than that, I'm at Kamal Heim on Instagram. You are at Ellis Hyman Family. Hit us up with any questions, anything you need. We are there for you. Um, other than that, thanks for <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And I hope that we've helped some people with both positive and negative mental health today. Beautiful. Next time we will be talking about how to support people with mental health. So if you're in a place where your mental health, actually, you feel really good. Um, and you're doing all the things to keep it good, but you've got someone close to you who may be suffering, how you can actually be supportive to them. So we'll see you next time. Peace.